0: back we're talking to fit pregnancy cover model daniela rua (laughs) (laughs) and her fitness trainer patrick murphy that cover is an awesome picture thank you it looks like you're suspended in (laughs) there
1: i kind of have a anybody who follows me on social media will know that i have like this stereotype jump that i do which is pretty much that one um and uh i I love doing it i we (laughs) we did a, a photo session recently and um, and I did it again. Now that I'm close to my due date, which so they when cut I cut you amazing shot. When yeah. I was do- when I was doing it, I was like, "Please don't break water. Please don't break it. <laughs> <yet." laughs> no. so it's they- not time yet. Please." I was like, "This might be the last time that I do this jump until after okay. my daughter's born."
0: They cut um, you mid jump with the bump.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's fun, and I feel good doing it. And I just like it. It's fun.
0: Sweet. Well, uh, it looks great. Thanks. I have to read the articles now. <laughs> Um, Let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Uh, Patrick, you do different workouts, not just for different people, but even for the same people, uh, they don't get bored because you're always changing it up. Oh, yeah. We avoid plateaus. uh, It's only one half of the equation for you, then there's also you you are what you eat. So tell me more about your thoughts on that.
2: Well, I I begin with uh, looking into the gut, gut health, the microbiome. It's very important. It's all important. Your microbiome is 75% of your immune system, we're playing this little game of a hundred trillion microorganisms in and on our body Mm. so that tells us guess what we are only 10 percent human DNA so who's controlling who here Mm. (laughs) why are you eating that food well unhealthy bacteria craves the sugars and the healthy bacteria craves the healthier foods so when you make those choices that aren't good for you is what I'm here to say is the microorganisms are telling the brain to make that decision controlling you wow yes so there's a lot to it so literally
0: alien invaders pulling the strings <laughs> right so uh, that makes so much sense to me <laughs> actually yeah because a lot of times I'll eat stuff I'm not a healthy eater by nature but I'll eat stuff and don't want to right and you're telling me it's 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 your gut coming from your gut flow it's coming from, from, from the gut. microorganisms. there's yeah. little Absolutely. organisms
2: in there saying we want that that's right and they create the cravings wow and you know, also cravings come from the palate as well that little game too so the healthier your gut, the more absorption your your body will absorb, the, m- the more nutrition you'll absorb in your diet. So it's all important to create a healthy environment for your gut, and that's where the probiotic foods come in. What are some of the probiotic foods? Uh, well, kefir would be one. Um, cultured vegetables you can get. You can get um, these are f- I, think, I feel like these
0: are foreign terms to a lot of people. What is kefir?
2: Kefir is the champagne of yogurt. It's, it's
0: <laughs> a <great laughs> well, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> that's <what> it <laughs> And, okay. I, and, and if I suggest Sparkling exactly sugar. which
2: one you want to get is the plain and unsweetened, uh-huh. no added sugar, right. plain and unsweetened. Um, but yeah, the probiotic foods, there, there's a plethora of them. Uh, Kimchi is another one, um, sauerkraut, and uh, you can also take a pill form as well. So these foods have bacteria in them? Yes. Or they promote the growth of healthy bacteria? Correct. And I, and I like to change them around. There's so much unknown still to this day regarding the microbiome. I actually implement and I change and I I vary my my supplements and my my probiotic foods in my diet Mm -hmm. and I'm always just hitting on them two or three times a day.
0: So when you're working with your clients are you constantly analyzing what they're
2: eating? Yeah absolutely we we do food journals we discuss food all the time. Been there. (laughs) Yeah she loves.
1: Used to used to. I'm not that bad anymore. What do you love? I used to be a big sweet tooth. Like a big, big, big sweet tooth. Um, Grilled cheese.
2: You like grilled cheese sandwiches too. (laughs) I do.
1: I do like some grilled cheese sandwiches. Finally, we have something uh, in common. (laughs) (laughs) But I eat them in moderation, you know, and... Yeah, but also I'm also doing a lot of exercise as much as I can at the same time. And this is this is pre-pregnancy, so this has nothing to do with pregnancy cravings. I just like these things. Mm -hmm, Um, But one thing that Patrick had me do was that there were these little cans of um, pure green tea. Not now, again, not during pregnancy because there's a lot of caffeine in that. But um, before pregnancy, uh, just pure green tea, unsweetened, and it was so bitter when I started drinking that stuff. But somehow over time, it started tasting less and less bitter to me, and then it sort of transitioned into just not needing as much sweetness. So, you know, when I drink tea, I don't put sugar in there anymore.
2: So one of the things that need to be done is to get rid of the sugar craving or to get rid of the sugar palate issue is you implement more opposite of sweet foods, bitter, tart. Mm. Uh, like a Granny Smith apple would be opposite of sweet.
1: That is so interesting. Um, is it matcha? Tea. Or is Ma- it you could do a
2: matcha, but almost any green tea has that bitter bite to it. A lot of them do. Um, endive salad bitter bite, Mm -hmm. and and so on and so forth. Is there
0: benefit specifically to the green tea that you're
2: looking for, or is it just a palate, you're training the palate? Yeah, you're trying to get away from sweet uh, taste to shift into a uh, more neutral position on your palate. Um, Let me see, what's another? When I I juiced
0: for a long time recently, I did a 120-day juice cleanse, nothing but juice, and uh, it was incredible to me how... I had to plow through the first seven days. Crazy headaches. Um, moody, like Yeah. Really I'm I m I guess my wife would probably say I'm moody anyway, but I, <laughs> I felt moody. I didn't want to be around me for that period of time. I thought my brain was gonna explode. It hurt so bad. And I was oh. I was having diet soda all the time to stay awake and oh, okay. a lot of sugar and yeah, fat. Yeah, you're definitely and, detoxing. Mm-hmm. I was de- I was sweating. I was I was like hardcore detox, and uh, after seven days, it kind of I, I hit a peak around three or four days. By seven days, it was I could live with myself again, mm. and by ten days, gone zero cravings. I would just have the juice. I would i stop thinking about all day. What am I gonna eat next? And before that, it could be like Thanksgiving dinner. I'll sit at the table and eat everything, right. too much of everything, and right. I can't even breathe. And my brain is still thinking, What am I gonna eat? What am I gonna eat? What right. am I gonna eat? After 10 days of juice cleansing, I didn't feel any of that. From That's day fantastic. 10 to day 110, zero, r- almost zero cravings. I would smell things in the office, people. You make good stuff, too. Like <laughs> <Michael>, we share <laughs> an office. No, I do. <laughs> uh, I would smell things. and They smell amazing. But I would just, like, smell it and enjoy the smell and move on versus, like, when I'm not in that mode, I'd smell it and be thinking about it all day. There's no way. Like, every minute is a struggle not to have it. So there's this very rewiring. palpable change, rewiring of the brain. Mm. Uh, but it's like the switch is either on or the switch is off. There's very little in between for me, anyway. And when I'm when the switch is on, it's almost what you were saying, Patrick. I would love to take water with ice, and squeeze uh, lime in there, and just slowly sip the lime juice, That's and uh, it just carries me through. Like who knew water could be satisfying? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another big one too I, I want to mention is apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have people do shots of that who have really serious sugar problems. For so opposite training of sweet. the palate. That's right. Specifically. That's right. Neutralizing it, getting rid of that sugar craving in your mouth and in your palate. And then we have so over you, ten thousand taste buds in our mouth, so we ten thousand taste buds. We have to shape.
0: Do we uh, get a craving for? Is the hope to get a craving
2: for something less unhealthy? Or yeah, just to get rid of? Craving? Well, craving something less unhealthy is going to come from the gut and also the palate. So we're going to attack the palate and try to neutralize that with bitter, tart foods or beverages, and also go after the probiotics for the healthy gut. Two-pronged approach.
1: Yeah, there's a, uh, so I'm not certified or doctor or a nutritionist, but there was something well, that you I could read. could play one on TV. I could play one. <laughs> <laughs> I could pretend to be one. Um, no, but there was this really interesting piece of information that I read in a book that was all about processed foods, and um, I guess there was uh, some German scientist who suggested that maybe um, on our tongue, you know, the different areas of the tongue that are responsible for receiving different kinds of flavors, um, that the tip of the tongue was responsible for absorbing the sweetness. And, but that was just a, kind of a suggestion. It was misinterpreted because it turns out that although, you know, sour and tart and different things are in different sections of your tongue, the, to- the entire tongue absorbs sweetness. Mm. So we wow. are so predisposed yeah. to want something sweet. sweet. Yeah, so much more than any other flavor. And, you know, that makes it even more of a, I guess, fight or struggle to try yeah, and fight that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you think working out has uh, changes that as well? Uh, well, or we're is it we're more psychological there. Like well, the good news is the out? exercise is
2: going to elevate your mood in a better way. So uh-huh. if you're a moody person or having a moody pregnancy, exercise is going to help your mood. You just pointed at me. It's also <laughs> <been better. laughs> uh, balance hormones. The healthier, the healthier you got, the more balanced hormones you have too.
0: Let's talk a little bit about postpartum. Uh, you've already done it once. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Um, how was the transition for you?
1: The, my doctor said for, the, you know, for the first six weeks, stay put until right. your body goes back to its original position. Uh, you know, all your insides are back where they're supposed to be. And then when I went for my six week checkups, she said, you're fine. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. clear to start working out. Um, and there were moments during those six weeks where I felt very sedentary, even though I was mm-hmm. tired and I was breastfeeding a baby and I was, you know. Um, but uh it, like I said before, like it's tough to get started. It is what it is, you know. After the six
0: weeks to pick back after up, after any you period out until of, time, the end of pretty your much, yeah.
1: I think I, I want to say that I worked out with Patrick probably, you know, less than a week before my son was born. Yes. Um, but uh, but it, pregnancy or not pregnancy, the point is whether you're. It's vi- it's much harder to get into shape than it is to lose that shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so six weeks because of postpartum or just because I'm lazy or just because I'm working too much. The point is, it's it's always a little tough to restart. Right. You know, yeah. but I also... I like,
2: how, I like how Danielle is trying to appeal to the masses. The truth is, yeah, but as is her t- trainer, she shows up and she kicks butt. She, she comes in and she's serious. Is it hard to push her? No, no, no. She has, sometimes asks for heavier weights. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's are there hard. are
1: the other days where I'm like, Patrick, I just today <laughs> is just one of those days where you need to like reduce the weight. No, but
2: I'm always happy with the workouts when she leaves.
1: Yeah, no, I am too. And even when I don't feel like it, I feel happy that I went. It's just like you, like you were saying earlier. You know, it's like I may not want to be at the workout, but I feel really satisfied when it's done. When it's done, yeah. Um, you know, but but yeah. So it's a little bit tough to start, but once you start seeing minimal results or you have that energy, I mean, it will creep in. You but know what I've I mean? had
0: uh, I've had patients, uh, actors who have to be back on camera six weeks after they have the baby. So you must encounter that, Patrick, with your clients. If if the doctors are saying no workouts, I've got what to do we follow do? that. I have to follow. You that. follow it, no workouts
2: at all. I'm, if that's what the doctor's saying. So all I you have, have to work with that. is nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nutrition's uh, you know it's always. You should, we should always be on point with that as much as possible. I mean, honestly, with the nutrition, I pay that ten ninety rule. Ten percent of the time, you can have whatever you want, but ten percent in a month is only three meals in a whole month. Oh wow! So I never take a day off. I'll take a meal off, but not a day off. So I try to get my clients. Of course, you can have whatever you want, but it's rare. Yeah, have but I
0: mean, is there nutritionally some kind of approach to balance needing to lose weight? Or wanting to Well to the, well during
2: pregnancy I, I, I'm definitely not about this is during pregnancy it's never about a weight loss program. that's for sure. It's maintenance, strength, pain free. When someone depending on what they want what their goals are when they come to me after baby, um, it depends on the individual and how how strict and how hardcore we want to go with this and how fast they have to get somewhere. Because I don't mind doing baby steps and getting somewhere either, and taking extra two or three months to get sure. It takes
0: nine months to get on, so it's it's
2: reasonable to take time to come. That depends on the individual. I just see
0: people in a rush for various different reasons. Sometimes in the industry,
2: they don't have a choice. It's or you know, Mm -hmm. which is
1: which is such a sad statement. I mean, Um, there is a
2: there is a a appropriate balance though. Like I, I figure out someone's resting metabolic rate. I don't have them starve themselves to lose weight ever. So you know there is because science. Because there's being also done. breast milk, and there's health. You know you don't want to you want to be pumping water. That's right. You want the. That's right. You want enough breast milk for the baby. Absolutely.
1: Well, And you want it to be sustainable. I feel like people who drop weight really, really fast—if that was their goal—you know—by starving themselves. I don't believe in It's it. not sustainable. Like yeah. you, you can't live like that for the rest of your life. You've got to eat. You know what I mean? So if you do it, you know, incrementally and ba- you know, in baby steps, as Patrick said, if you have the time for that, then, you know. I would definitely be. Yeah, my I'm not a fan of
2: rapid weight loss. Even yeah. Whenever I see a headline of that, I'm just not for it at all. There's no lifestyle or way of life being turned on here by a rapid weight loss, mm-hmm. and how to get there is not sustainable. Right.
1: I, I have a friend at work who's a who's just incredible, very strong woman, and her son is the same age as mine, and um, and she lost a ton of weight in the last six months, and you know somebody asked her recently like, how did you do it? And she's like. The old fashioned, most sustainable way. I worked out, mm-hmm. I became more active, and I ate right. I stopped eating things that my body didn't Hold on. need.
0: I gotta write that down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it may take a little longer, but she's running marathons well, now. I've never run a marathon in my life. You know, she's yeah. she's running marathons now and wearing double zero pants. Are she's, you, you know, to? more petite physically, but she's – am I going to run a marathon? Yeah. Probably just, not. Is that on
0: your checklist? It is not, actually, no. no. What is?
1: <laughs> what's on my checklist? Yeah, what's <laughs> on the bucket list for Oh, time, good really? Lord. I – oh, gosh. I think my – currently what I've come to discover about myself with, you know, being pregnant this time around, I think all of the things on my checklist are more – Mental battles. We were talking about this Mm -hmm. on the massage table the other day more so than physical ones because you know as Mm -hmm. we're talking about like I I believe that as women specifically women we are built for for so much and for so much strength and the only thing stopping us from doing certain things is what we're told. It's the seeds that are planted in our minds and the things that we convince ourselves of that aren't necessarily true. Um, So I think everything on my checklist right now has to do with breaking the cycle of things that I've been doing my whole life mentally that aren't necessarily the the healthiest for me or that will help me progress, you know.
0: Uh, you said that if Patrick gives you, like, something to do, an exercise to mm-hmm. do, but doesn't tell you how many.
1: Oh, we talked about this, we did, mm. that's right. Mm. So that mental, oh gosh, <laughs> that's such a tough one for me. Patrick, do you remember the times that were you're like, you know, drop down and, and start doing push-ups, and I say, how many? And you're like, I'll let you know when you're done. And I'm like, no, no, you, you've <laughs> got to tell me how many because I can't work like this because I sort of ration my energy to finish the task that I've been given, whether you say 10 or 100. But if I
2: say 15 to 20, how many do you do? Or if I say 15 to
1: 20? I'll try and get to, if, like, yeah. if it's a good day, I'll definitely try and do 20. Right. Um, but the point is you've given me something to ration my energy towards, you know, and then just sort of kind of coming back to the childbirth conversation that Dr. Berlin and I were having the other day is, you know, you don't know how long labor is going to be. It could be 15 hours or it could be three hours. of You just don't know. And that's what is the hardest thing for me to get over. The mental side of it is like not not being able to ration my energy to finish the task.
0: Right, it's the the mind control. (laughs) It's uh, It's the control.
1: Right, I'm too controlling over myself.
0: So that's that's, <laughs> but that's, but that's on your that's on your bucket list. You want to be able to <laughs> to let, let go. That go. I a need bit. to
1: I need to learn how to let go and just sort of like go with the flow a little bit.
0: Um, how how long did you have after River was born to uh, to get back to work?
1: No one ever gave me a timeline.
0: Oh, you did as whenever you wanted to.
1: Well, it wasn't about it. Was ever about that. It was we are an incredibly family oriented show, and I think uh, the people that are you know above my pay grade are very very respectful of of me and I think of any woman an actress um and I you know I think I would I would have also fought it if anybody said you you have to be back in shape by episode so and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um I think <laughs> just I I, just, I don't believe in that I don't believe in those kind of pressures I think those again are social pressures they're well, I think work it's related um,
0: it's nice but somewhat rare to find in that industry, where yeah. where you they're giving they're bending over backwards to give you that a
1: hundred percent. They and they've done that f- they did that for my first pregnancy, and they're doing it for this one. It's by the um, way, really a They're family, really uh, accommodating. A
0: family show. Your husband mm-hmm. is your co-star's brother. Yes. Which is a family show. And his stunt devil. And, and his stunt <laughs> devil. Is, <clears throat> how did that all come about? Because you started, who, what happened first? Did you meet your husband or did you start working on no,
1: the show? No, 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 no. I started working on the show, and towards the end of season one, Eric joined us, who plays Deeks on the show, um, my partner and romantic partner, I guess. Um, towards the end of season one and they were starting to plant the seeds of these two maybe starting to flirt and banter with each other and it kind of grew from there and then at some point during season maybe the end of season two I I don't remember exactly where in the show but I had definitely established a character relationship with Eric at this point um, when I met my husband and you know Eric and I spend 12 to 15 hours a day with each other on set and sometimes it's just the two of us going through scenes and running lines and at some point You know, he's like, you need to meet my brother. I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) So Eric started saying, you know, you should meet my brother. And his wife, Sarah, now at the time girlfriend, was like, you should meet Dave. Eric conveniently started to invite me to, you know, friends' get togethers that he thought Dave might show up at and stuff. And one day he did, and we started chatting, and I didn't realize that. He was the Dave that I was supposed to have met. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had like a, a solid like hour to hour and a half conversation about the Middle East. Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> There's a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely. And he was in the military. So he's he's been around there. Um, and uh, yeah. And at some point, Eric walked by and I'm like, so who's your brother? And he's like, the guy you're <laughs> talking guy. to. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, Oops. wow. OK. And, you know, and I had felt some sort of attraction for him. All in that moment, I thought he was an attractive guy and I loved what he was saying. And, you know, I thought he was very smart. And yeah, and so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So, but the, but the I have to tell you, the initial thing that Eric was saying to me, he's like, you should meet my brother because you like meatheads and he likes brunettes with big shoulders. <laughs> this was the statement I got. And I said, <laughs> okay.
0: What the, such a uh, matchup? A
1: meathead. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's not a meathead at all. Man. No, not at all. Um, so I am a brunette with big shoulders, though. I mean, that is a fact.
0: Well, that's got half of it, right? <laughs> what, um, so for a while, your your character is romantically involved with your co-star's brother. Is that awkward at all?
1: Um, you know, I think we spent so the characters spent so much time flirting and bantering, um, and then out of the blue, no one told us about it. There was this scene that they wrote in where they kissed for the first time, and I feel like, I can't speak for Eric, but I know that for myself I was a little thrown off just because we actually didn't think that they would ever get to that point because we always feel like, well, once you get to a certain point in a relationship where do you go from there in, mm. a, in a TV show that could go for 15 years for all you know, um, so I was like, oh, okay, um, didn't expect this. And yeah, I certainly felt awkward in the beginning. I did, yeah. I don't know about Eric, but I did. But you told mm-hmm.
2: me production was great at that time. Oh. And they almost said, one take, just, just get this over with. Boom they bang. were <laughs> one fantastic. Kiss, one... Yeah, they doubt they,
1: right? they de- yes, nobody was trying to extend anything longer than it had to. I mean, and now after eight years, this was probably five years mm. ago, It's just kind of the characters in a relationship. You do the scene, you do what you have to do, and you you, you try and make it the best you can and most believable that you can because you owe the audience this who's been keeping up with you for eight years. and you know there are a lot of fans of this relationship, and you don't want to disappoint anybody. And, and it's only fair; like these characters deserve to be together. They've mm-hmm. gone through obstacles. They've fought through a lot of stuff throughout their building of this relationship, and they deserve to be together. It yeah, is it's what not it is.
0: Their fault that you and Dave actually <laughs> no, fell exactly. In You're
1: mud. not going to ruin a show's you know a show's plot because um, because Can I only imagine to get the married.
2: family jokes though at the family get-togethers. <laughs> no?
1: It's actually not talked about. <laughs> <laughs> family get togethers well, very much are, you, you know. You guys
0: are very tight, <laughs> right? I mean, as, yeah. as families. You. I all, love having, my sister-in-law and, and you're having babies right. at the same time Oh my gosh, yes, twice You guys twice. Get together and work out and do things Absolutely, yeah you're, So you're a close family it's really, Absolutely, um, I
1: love my in-laws and Dave loves my parents I mean, yes, we are a very, very close-knit family And, um, yeah, it's interesting Because Eric started off as a colleague He became a very good friend He became a confidant for me And then he became family Eric So it was actually Eric Yeah, he's so it was Eric so and organic.
0: Are, are different from each other and Dave and Eric. Yeah. Oh, night and day. <laughs> but but they're both great, and yeah. um, we're gonna have to drag them in here at some point. <laughs> we are gonna take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega three Perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Two more questions about your pregnancy experience, and then I, I want to talk about one other thing. What, um, working pregnant now, mm-hmm. you're just finishing a season and just, it crossed my mind, you do all these active things. I know you, they're not letting you do too many stunts, but you're, your character is not pregnant.
1: No, she's not pregnant. And she um, wasn't
0: pregnant two years ago.
1: She was not, no. They, they send me off to the Middle East every time I get pregnant. That's my <laughs> <laughs> punishment. Um, no, I, I'm actually already on maternity leave at this point because um, I am quite close, relatively close to my due date. Uh, but, um, yeah, they hide it with wardrobe. They're incredible at hiding my pregnancy. Camera angles. Our camera operators are really, really good at that. Um,
2: it's also amazing how her face looks. You don't I mean, look pregnant. pregnant. I mean, her face is <laughs> on. You don't pregnant. look pregnant. <laughs> You're looking right
1: there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky because that's something that I can't. it physically
0: to do the things that you, you have to do?
1: You know, I finished off season seven in my first trimester, and that was tough. Um, even though obviously I wasn't Mm.
0: sure
1: I wasn't vomiting, but I definitely had a lot of morning sickness in this Mm. pregnancy. The first time around I didn't, but this time I did. And because we weren't telling anybody in the first trimester, you know, I kind of had to disguise my, it was actually afternoon sickness for me and nighttime sickness, Mm. never in the morning. I was fine in the morning. Um, but it was always, you know, Oh, I just ate too much at lunch or, you know, had too much pasta with cream sauce or something. I had to make up reasons why I wasn't feeling very well after lunch. Um, and then... You know my mood as well. I was—I remember I had to hold back on my mood a lot more because I was definitely feeling more aggressively towards things, which I, you know, couldn't show at work, and I wouldn't because nobody deserves that. So Dave, Dave got the brunt of it. (laughs) 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 I would—I would spend the whole day like chatting, happy, and being myself, and then get home and just like shout at my husband for doing nothing, or for trying to help me with something. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he got the brunt of it. I've actually apologized to him profusely because I really was not a nice wife at that point.
0: <laughs> at least you know it.
1: I do. I'm very aware of it. And it's That's yeah. helpful. And but then in the second trimester, when it went away, I would get angry at something, and he'd be like, Okay, are you just being hormonal again? I'm like, No, no, I have the right to be angry about something for real.
0: <laughs> um, how was breastfeeding for you?
1: Breastfeeding was awesome. Um, I was aiming for a year, but around eight months, my supply kind of started to drop, and River started to lose interest. It kind of was a very organic dropping away of breastfeeding. Um, it was also th- he, we were we got married when he was about five months old, and I also think the stress of organizing a wedding you know the dress and the amount of people and the venue and all those you know the details of putting a wedding together I think the stress may have not helped with my milk supply um were
0: you back at work
1: no this was no 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 this was over a hiatus so this was we got married in june so uh no i was not back at work i i I was breastfeeding throughout the beginning of work oh breastfeeding at work
0: long hours yeah
1: Yeah, so my son has been coming to work with me since he was six weeks old so i would take my pump on set with me and pump when i had to um and then anytime that i could make it back uh, i would you know go breastfeed him myself and obviously weekends I, i breastfed as much as i could um, or sent bottles of milk back to my <laughs> trailer where the nanny was with him.
0: But you figured out the the juggle.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it became like a second time, second, second uh, job for sure. It takes pumping? up a lot of time. Pumping yeah, pumping. I would feed him from one breast and then pump from the other, and kind of so I would always have a supply because I knew I couldn't always make it back to the trailer. But the fact that I could bring him with me and, you know, breastfeed him was was the privilege.
0: Patrick, I had the pleasure of meeting your wife, Dee, who um, I think is one of the top ten nicest people sweetheart. on the planet. Yep. Um, how'd you guys meet? In a gym. I, I was uh, <laughs>
2: hoping you would say gym. that. <laughs> um, And uh, I was really, uh, something weird happened. About a week before, I was watching gym- gymnasts on TV, and I told myself, I wanted a strong woman like that, you know, strong, <laughs> physical, strong. And she comes upstairs with another gymnast friend in the gym. I said, wow, what's going on here? So, uh, yeah. Well, that's we a hit a off.
1: motivator to get people to go to the gym. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, there you go. You're meet. me... Um, so she
1: was a gymnast.
2: She was a, a serious gymnast, yes. She had a full-ride scholarship at UCLA. And wow. Yeah, she, was very, she did gymnastics from five years old all the way through college. Wow. Yeah.
0: And you have a couple of kids.
2: Yes, five and two, so two and a half and five and a half.
0: Are there things that you do... You're both very active, but are there things that you do specifically early on at this age... Get kids more excited about fitness or kind of down oh, a, a healthier. Path? Absolutely, we have our kids things?
2: involved in so much. Uh, my son Park is even doing hip hop. <laughs> He's in soccer. They're in. They're both in swim, and we have Avery in dance class. We I have, just love it. It's active. fun for them. Oh yeah, and we go to the park several times a week. I mean, yeah, they're always active. They're always outside. We don't use the iP- iPad much. We don't use those. Not app, lot, not kid games, I mean, you app. know, we we'll use that to save it. We're at a restaurant and D and I just want to take a break. <laughs> and people use a it, but but they're outside so much and they're just so active. So it's great. We definitely implement What about that. nutritionally for them? We're, we're 90, ten, it's 90 90% organic, you know? Um, Did they have the,
0: I mean, I, you know, I remember my first son when he was two, we used to, before, before this moment, uh, he, we had him convinced that nuts were candy. Wow. Okay. So he would ask for candy, and I'll be like, okay, but just like one or two pieces. One <laughs> <laughs> <are> or two almonds. <laughs> he Here you like go. An almond or cashew something like that. Oh, that's great. Um, but I remember the time when uh, someone gave him a, lo- a lollipop for the first time, and he put it in his mouth, oh. and it was almost like you could Elation. see the oh, whistles yeah. and bells go off. Like, holy cow. This is candy, uh, you know, he never wanted nuts (laughs) again. He was like, no, not that candy. I
2: want the blue candy or the red candy. So, I mean, it starts starts young. Absolutely, and my kids do have a lollipop. It's an organic lollipop. I'd like to really quick touch on the subject of organic, which you don't hear too often on, kind of gets rid of the conversation. Uh, if they're good or not. Uh, Genetically modified food's been around for a very long time. It's what's accompanied with the GMOs today, and it's called uh, the pesticide. One of the most used one is called glyphosate. Well, glyphosate originated in the late 50s, and it's a mineral stripper, and it used to be used in industrial pipes. So now glyphosate is on our food, most of all the processed foods, the conventional foods, and guess what? It's taking iron and magnesium out of our bodies. Right? Uh, stripping our minerals. That's right. And we know how important that is with pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Magnesium for, for the baby and well, iron. Why everybody getting leg cramps? Not enough magnesium so and calcium. And that's just one. How do you
0: breastfeed without minerals? How do babies build bones? Exactly. So how about, how about the, the mother that
2: right n- only eats conventional foods all the time? What's going on there with the balance, right? So that that's one of the reasons why. You would want to eat more organic. organic than not. It's just because of all the pesticides and chemically laden foods.
0: Are there are there specific like if you have to start somewhere because organic is more expensive and uh, you it know uh, your health you only get one shot at it. So. Yeah.
2: So the uh, good step would be staying away from highly refined processed foods and eating whole food form. So, so you would have an apple, not apple juice. You would have brown rice, not brown rice pasta. Okay. Yeah, you'd stay away from the flour products. Right.
1: Well also to be honest with you um, th- there's you can also kind of make do family activities where if you can't afford organic food which as you were saying you know is the case for a lot of people or of people who have big families I mean if you can you know make that small financial sacrifice at least during pregnancy or something you know when it's a crucial time in your life That's go ahead and point. do that you know or honestly plant it. Mm-hmm. Like plant stuff at home. We we actually right, do that start, all the yeah. time. Yeah, my husband made ho- he Dave makes homemade salsa, and we grow the tomatoes ourselves.
0: We just planted. And it's, y- yeah, it's as if you're in my head, we planted <laughs> a, a garden. We're just getting now the tomatoes and the cucumbers and the basil and the lettuce. Yeah, and and and, 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 and the kids are like fascinated by that I, little seed turning into that massive. Plant.
1: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's so much fun for kids to be doing that too. Like that's a that's a full fledged hour activity for you know my son and I or. Or if he's – if I'm working and he's home with our babysitter, then, you know, they're out in the yard and he's – like, he eats basil off the plant. He eats yeah. parsley and cilantro off the plant. And yeah. we know that, you know, at worst, he's getting a little bit of dust because <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. a backyard um, or, or a, you know, or a vase or something like that. But he has so much fun doing that, and his palate is so extensive at this point because he's been, you know – We've been involving him in that for so That's long great. and avoiding, you know, the, the bad sugars and stuff like that. Dave's you know.
0: kind of a healthier eater.
1: He is now. Na- again, he is now. You know, we really, we've when we started dating, I think we were both a little loosey-goosey with stuff. I was kind of dabbling in the organic side of things. Organic but, um, French toast? What's that?
0: Organic French uh, <laughs> grilled cheese, was it?
1: Grilled cheese. I just love grilled cheese. Organic grilled cheese? Uh, but, um, you know, but as... When I got pregnant with River, him and I started doing a whole lot more reading and research on the benefits of some things and the lack of benefits in others. Um, so I think what changed our lives was really getting pregnant. Um, you know, and we because the whole sugar thing, like we just we don't give River sugar. He ha- at most we put a little bit of honey in his yogurt, but that's it. He does he's never had candy. He's never had a regular cookie. He's never had cake, unless I make it at home and you know it's sweetened with a ripe banana or something. Mm. You know.
2: That's yeah, certainly yeah, eating out too often really wreaks havoc on the on the body and like every day. Body. Well, and it's expensive. eating out, eating out too often. You know. <laughs> yeah. Twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You guys are
0: wealth of information. <laughs> and I started by saying wealth of information and inspiration. I could sit here talking to you for a very long time. And I am gonna go home by the way. In the car I'm gonna be thinking about the things we talked about. And I'm gonna make some changes. Yeah. Michael already eats pretty
2: healthy. <laughs> I do, I eat pretty healthy. Um, but I will Continue to eat healthy. Thank you for your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like you're the person that makes the baked goods and gives them out but doesn't eat them. I oh, that that's, my <laughs>
0: <wife>. <laughs> that's my wife. That's my wife. I get to
1: Dr. Berlin's office once, and he's like, want a cupcake? My kids made them, and I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll eat it. You're, you're right, too, because I have so many allergies, and I'm okay. always cooking for other people. So I make things I can't eat all the time. Man, oh, my God. That interesting, and people have so many more allergies nowadays than I feel like they used to. Yeah, right. Kids are being born or develop more allergies than I've ever heard of. Growing the, the up myself, yeah, that's a whole I other I think also that we have access to more food. Yeah, I feel like a hundred years ago we weren't eating like Chinese food. Yeah. Well, but it's also the way, again, the process, the flavoring, the yeah. flavoring, the, the, process, now, oh, yeah, the yeah. process, you know, Additives, a lot of food has gluten in it, but it, it's never had as much gluten as it has now. So if you had a slight intolerance and you ate something, it's like, well, there's not that much in it. But nowadays, the gluten is just like in everything. Yeah.
0: Um, I, f- I feel like I wish I could take you guys home with me <laughs> and, and be there and coach me and guide me through through changes that I really want to make. But uh, and I know there's some early talk of a project that you might be working on together. So, yep, we are going to definitely stay in touch mm-hmm. and follow that along. Yeah, because for sure. I will be first in line <laughs> when you uh, when you get it worked out. Thank you so much for sharing openly your personal stories and professional expertise.
1: Thanks for having us. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: anytime. <laughs> you can follow Daniela Rua on Twitter and Instagram at Daniela Rua. And on Facebook at Official Daniela Rua, O-F-I-C-I-A-L, Daniela Rua. And you can follow Patrick on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Murphy Fitness. Michael's online at doulamichael.com, and Michael is spelled M-Y-C-H-A-L.
1: Yes, and I'm on Twitter at feminist underscore doula.
0: Wow, ah, that's why it was taken. <laughs> <laughs> So So
1: sorry. (laughs) You can follow
0: my latest adventures on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Berlin, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. For notes, links, pictures, and juicy bonus materials from this podcast, visit informedpregnancy.com. And your questions and comments are always welcome via email to info at informedpregnancy.com.